Welcome back to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. Nita Marks with you. And uh, we've got a very special guest. His name is Randy Robles, and he's with the Elias Sports Bureau. It sounds so bougie, Randy, but you guys, ro- but you guys rock it. You always crush it. You guys are the smartest people on the planet. So I guess you're entitled to sound bougie. Oh, that's a nice word, bougie. I like that. You know, I've never <laughs> been described as bougie before, but I'll take it. <laughs> So again, uh, Randy Robles joining us here on, on 710 ESPN LA. Again, it is Bet LA, and we're excited. Uh, we partnered with the Elias Sports Bureau. Each and every week, they're going to be joining us, giving us their Elias insights to a number of really great games. Uh, and of course, uh, beyond what they offer us each and every week, you want to make sure that you download their app and that's the Elias Game Plan app. Whether you've got a Droid or an iPhone, it doesn't matter. Um, make sure that you download it and, uh, and, and make sure you subscribe to it. If you use the code Anita25, A-N-I-T-A-25, you get 25% off. All right, Randy, uh, we are heading into week six of the NFL season. Somebody pinch me. It's flying by. And obviously the biggest game is the Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. We know that. Give us what are your Elias insights for this matchup? First observation on that game, Anita, this is a little bit mind-blowing. I'd, I'd like to share with your audience. Bills are favored in this game. It's in Kansas City. We looked at Mahomes' career at home. He's, uh, he started 41 games at home, including the playoffs. He's been a favorite in all 41 games. So this is the first time we're going to see him as a home dog in his NFL career. So that's pretty wild. In terms of the which way you want to go on this game, I I like Buffalo to put up a lot of points for obvious reasons. They're, they're the number uh, number two offense in the league. But they have scored a touchdown, at least one touchdown, in each of their last nine quarters against KC. So they're licking their chops. I mean, they're going to put up points for sure. Obviously, KC will put up points too. But I just think that when you look at the – these are the number one number two offenses. But when you look at the defenses, Buffalo has a has a – a much better defense than number two overall or number two in terms of points per game allowed. Um, I'm sorry, number one in terms of points per game allowed. They're only allowing 12.2 points per game. So I think, I guess my bottom line is that both teams are great offensively. Buffalo's going to score. Casey, uh, they just don't have as good a defense as Buffalo. So I think that's the difference. I think that that's why two points, is not a lot, uh, it's not probably not enough uh, of a favorite in this case for Buffalo. I think, I think they should be favored by more than that. Really, because you know, again, you know, you you mentioned it's 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 unbelievable the record that Patrick Mahomes has, and then of course there's Andy Reid as well. Um, mm. you, I, I guess just in regards to the metrics and in, in, in what you're finding is that you, you truly believe that the Buffalo Bills are that much better of a team than the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I mean it's a small sample, right? They played head to head four times, Mahomes and 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 Allen, and. So it's easy to say, well, you know, KC has won three of those four games. Well, Buffalo probably should have won the last one, you know, if not for that last 13 seconds or whatever. So it's 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 so small of a sample to really to judge the win-loss record. But I think you just look at the larger larger picture where um, you, you just see that, um, you know, KC is, it has – they're allowing 25 points per game. They're in the bottom 10 in the league right now, and they're 24th against the pass. Buffalo's bread and butter is the pass. Um, obviously, and um, I just think that it's 
I think if you roll the dice 100 times, Buffalo is going to win 80. Even though it hasn't been the case so far, I just think the metrics show that over a large, a large sample of games, Buffalo is going to come up, come up on top more often than not. That's why I think I'm just going to take those, take those odds and, and, and take the very small spread that Buffalo uh, is, uh, is, is favored and, and, and take, take the bills on the road here. It's interesting. Uh, game number two that I think is on everybody's watch list, obviously, it's, it's Sunday night, and that's the Eagles going up against the Cowboys. The Cowboys, as of right now, it sounds like they're going to continue to roll with, with Cooper Rush, their number two quarterback. The Eagles fly, Eagles fly. They've just been absolutely killing it. The only team still left in the NFL that's undefeated. What are your Elias insights with this matchup? First thing that blows my mind, Anita, when I look at this game, you know, I see that the Eagles are favored by six, right? Even though both teams are coming on off four-game winning streaks. But the, the thing that really blows my mind is that Dallas has beaten the Eagles by 20 or more points in each of their last three meetings. So I looked into our database to try to find the last time that a team beat another team by at least 20 points, three straight games, and in the next game they were underdogged by, by, by three or more points. And we went back all the way back to the 1980, early 1980s, and we couldn't find another example of this happening in the NFL. So this is really, really unprecedented what's going on here, that Dallas is getting uh, so many points despite really having kicked the Eagles' butt in each of the last three meetings. So for that reason and other reasons, like the fact that Dallas has won against the spread, they've beaten the spread 17 in the last 22 games, Dallas has been the best against the spread team. So for those reasons, I'm going to take Dallas. Um, you know, last time the Cowboys went 17-5 and against the spread over any 22-game span was in the early 90s. So this team's really clicking. They've been a really safe bet for betters. And um, one more point I want to make about this game. Dallas obviously has a great defense. They haven't, allowed more, they haven't allowed as many as 20 points in any game this year. Philadelphia has uh, a great defense. They're the fourth-ranked defense in the NFL through Week 5. So that tells me it's going to be a pretty low-scoring game. If that's the case, I'm going to take I'm going to take the points because maybe it comes down to a field goal either way. And if you want to give me six points for Dallas, I'll take it. So interesting. Now, now this is the second game we're talking about with your Elias insights that have me concerned because um, prior to, to to talking to you, Randy, I, I was on the Eagles side and, and I was willing to lay the six and a half just because with Cooper Rush, you know, six touchdowns in five games. To me, like mm. as explosive as the Eagles' offense has been, to me, just it just that doesn't suffice. But um, but mm. now I'm now I'm you, you've got me second guessing my my picks here, Randy. I'm well, not going to sleep. Me, I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you. Well, I'm not going to sleep well tonight, dude. Well, you're still kind of making change <laughs> <laughs> but, but one more stat on that, you know, the, the, you know Dallas, of course, you know they're they're. They're, as I mentioned, they haven't allowed as many as 20 points in any game this year. They're, the combined total for them and their opponents in each, this year is 33 points. That's a pretty low over-under. So if you, if you, if you have a, a low-scoring game, it's, it's hard to win by seven or more points. That's why I think I like Dallas in that game to take the points. And, and also their recent, their recent success against, against the Eagles. Again, uh, Randy Robles joining us here on 710 ESPN LA uh, from the Elias Sports Bureau with their Elias Insights, helping us make the wise decisions, which 
<laughs> heading into tonight's show. I was on the opposite side. Now I'm second guessing my picks. Um, but nonetheless, let's talk about Denver and the Chargers. The Denver Broncos have just been god awful. Obviously, we're on the airwaves here in LA, so you've got a number of people who are very intrigued as to what you're going to share with us in regard to this Chargers Broncos matchup. Um, the lines right now, and I'm trying to pull them up on my computer and for the life of me, I don't know why I can't find them. Oh, there they are. Okay. So the chargers are favored by four and a half. The over under is 45 and a half. What do, what does Elias say about this matchup? What pops out to me, Anita, is that over under at 45 and a half. Now I realize that the chargers since the start of last year, they have the highest scoring games. And Denver has the lowest scoring game since the start of last year. So that's kind of interesting. Um, however, De- Denver's games are only averaging 31 combined points per game this year. I mean, that's pretty amazingly low. So the over-under is two touchdowns higher than their average point total, you know, combined point total. So we looked into that at Elias and said, well, how often does that happen? You know, how often is a team the over-under 14 points higher than one of the teams average to that point in the season? And what we did is we found the last five times that that's happened. And in all five, in all five uh, occasions, the under hit. So I think that's the insight that I'm going to present to you and say, take the under in that game. And that's a little, it's somewhat obvious, but, but the facts really back it up as well. Yeah. I mean, listen, Denver, Denver's lost to me, even though Russell Wilson is, is that quarterback. Nathaniel Hackett is, is the head coach. They're just, they're lost. They're chill. They're, they're still trying to find their way. And I don't, and I don't know if it'll happen this season. Right. Like I don't, I don't know how many weeks we could sit here and say, okay, all right, well, this is going to be the week. And then of course, nope, it doesn't happen. So, uh, so we'll see, but I'm, I'm with you there. I, I think we're on the same page. Last but not least, before we let you go, uh, let's talk about the Giants and the Ravens. I find this game really intriguing uh, just because Wink Martindale, who's now the defensive coordinator for the Giants, was the defensive coordinator for the Ravens for four years while mm. Lamar Jackson was there. So I, I just, I, I find this is going to be, I wrote this in, in, in my ESPN column this week. I feel like this is going to be the ultimate um, battleship game. Do you remember Battleship? I know I'm dating ourselves of course, here. Of course. No. Okay. Yeah. Of course. yeah. You sunk yeah, my battleship. I, I just, yeah, yeah. You sunk my battleship. So I feel like that's what, like, I'm so intrigued to see what Wink does, how the Ravens counter, how this is all going to play out. So I'm so uber intrigued. What are your Elias insights with this matchup? So, Let's look at the strength of Giants. The Giants have an unbelievable rushing offense this year, right? They're the number two uh, team in terms of rush yards per game. So we looked at Elias. How do the Ravens do when they play a great, excellent rush offense team? And since December of 2020, so going back about a year and a half or so, Baltimore is 5-0 and against the spread versus teams that are ranked in the top five in rush yards per game. So, you know, you mentioned Battleship. I'll, I'll take it back another thousand years be, be, before that and go to the art of war. You know, know your enemy and you'll defeat him easily. And maybe Wink Martindale wants to uh, take advantage of that fact, but, but uh, I, I, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see which one, which, which, which theory 
presides. But but I just think that looking at that in Baltimore, when they play against these great offensive rushing teams, they they, they handle them pretty easily. Um, that I, I'm like, I, I, for probably people outside of New York are probably like, Anita, what are you talking about? That's going to be such a boring game. I don't think like besides the, the, the Daniel Jones, besides all, like, I don't believe it will be just because I'm really intrigued what wink is going to do against mm. arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL in Lamar Jackson. I think it's going to be a spectacular game anyway. I have, one, um, I have one more stat. I have one more stat on that game if you if we have time. Um, yeah, no, no, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, so so Ravens are are giving six. It's in New York, right? So I also looked at we also looked at the Giants um, since it started last year when they are giving six or more at home, zero and three against the spread, and have lost each of those games by at least fifteen points. So uh, you know that 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 trend also lends me to have confidence in betting on the Ravens in this game. So we'll, we'll see how that pans out, but uh, I feel pretty good about that. I love it. He's Randy Robles, of course, from the uh, wonderful and fabulous Elias Sports Bureau. Uh, we highly recommend, again, please download uh, the Elias Game Plan app to your phone, whether it's a Droid, um, an iPhone. They do not discriminate. <laughs> and um and and get you know we just broke down four games for you uh, but there's a plethora of more information that you can get on of course uh their uh their app randy thank you so much my pleasure need to sleep well you got, you got it randy robles joining us here on bet la here on 710 espn la still a lot more coming your way we'll be right back i feel like guys we've been on for like a month now. Do you feel it's a new show? I don't think it's. I don't feel like it's a new show. I like like what. What's the tenure? Like what? How long do you have to be on the airwaves before you're like ah? You know this is a new show. You have to wait for an. You have to wait for another show to come in after you. That's oh, how it works. like you have to be not the new show anymore. Not the new. Not the new kid on the block. Right. Exactly. It's it's essentially the same concept as being the new kid at a school. Got it. When a new kid comes, you're no longer the new kid. Got it. Okay. Thanks for clarifying. Yeah, I got Tyler. you. No problem. Appreciate it. Absolutely. It is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. We just heard from Randy Robles. Excited to, is, is uh, <laughs> I use the phrase in bed. Um, is um, we're excited to be in bed with Elias Sports Bureau. We're excited to be working with the Elias Sports Bureau. Again, they've been around since, can you imagine that, guys? They've been around since 1916. Wild, like putting putting these like unbelievable stats, and as we like to call them, Elias insights together. And so, I highly recommend you download their app, uh, the Elias Game Plan app, whether you've got a Droid or an iPhone. And <laughs> in the break, um, Tyler and I were going back and forth. I'm a Droid gal. Boo. So okay, so but here's the thing. Stop before you boo me. Here's the thing. I have tried to come to the dark side twice. As have I. I have, give, I have given up. I have given up. And, and, and this is going to reveal a lot about me. Uh, twice due to a relationship. Oof. Like, like, like twice because I dated people who were like, I have an iPhone. Why don't you have an iPhone? Rebecca, like, be on that dumb button, okay? <laughs> I'm, like, what do you, I'm like, what do you mean? Like, what does it matter? I have a droid. You have an iPhone. What is, and they're, they're like, no, we're dating. You should have, a, you should have the same. You should have an iPhone. Like, mm. I guess there are certain things. Well, here's the, 
I, I get it. Like, I, like there are certain things that you can do on the iPhone that don't register with me on my droid. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the whole, like, you know, hearts flying everywhere or whatever. You know what I mean? Like there's certain, like liking a certain text, not liking a certain text. Like okay. there's certain things like, like you're really can, highlighting all of the tremendously fantastic features of the iPhone here. I know, I know. It's spoken like a true iPhone owner. Yeah. So, so, so twice, not once, but twice in my lifetime, I've I have put I have given up my Droid and I went to the iPhone, and I'm telling you, the Droid rocks. Like it, the Droid is so much better than the iPhone. But he, and 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 here's and, and and here's where the argument ends for me. I don't know one person who's ever gone from an iPhone to a droid who said to me, oh, I can't. I've got to go back to the iPhone. Yeah, you do. You, you have more people who, were, who are droid people who've gone to the iPhone that are like, why am I doing this? Droid's 100 times better. And they go back to the droid. I tried droid and I went back to the iPhone. So you, you, do, oh, you right. know, oh, you you're know the one out, person. You're the outlier. You know you're the one person. One person. I don't believe it. I, I don't do it. believe it. I tried the Google Tyler, Pixel I don't and I, I flip-flopped faster than I've changed out of clothing. I don't believe it. It's true. <laughs> now, is this even an argument between iPhone and Droid or is it a concern about how controlling your exes have been? Ooh. Ooh. Hey, how about them sports? I think we need to focus Rebecca, on that. coming with the, Is this is this is this a a, a sports an gambling show it's an or intervention. is this a it's surprise? We got you. Is this a da- is this a dating app show? It I don't is. know. It's what part, are we part psychology? What are we talking about here? Anyway, I was just trying to be like a good gal. I don't know. <laughs> I tried. I tried. I tried twice. I just don't get it. Anyway, uh, my whole point is the Elias <laughs> the Elias game plan app. Uh, they do not discriminate. As as I do um, when it comes to Troid and iPhone. So make sure you download it. All right. Um, listen, I, I do want to get into some uh, Major League Baseball talk. And I know Tyler said, so baseball's your go-to. Baseball's my you, go-to. Go-to. I could talk, talk to you about baseball into the early hours of the morning. Well, it, it is early hours for me. Um, the Astros did win tonight uh, against the Mariners 4-2. to two. Um, it was a little topsy turvy there in the beginning. Um, full disclosure, I did have Seattle tonight. Oh, I, wanted, um, I, I did, want Seattle here so badly. I had them on the run line. I had them plus one and a half, and yeah. they were looking quite good. They were uh, for uh, for for a hot second, and then of course um, the Astros were able to get their 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 bats working, and uh, and so now uh, the Astros are up in the series two zero. Okay, so um, and game three will be on Saturday. So, um, if Saturday you, in Seattle, right? They're right. They're back home in Seattle. Saturday is, hold on one second. Let me call it up on my Typically computer. Typically there's a break so they can travel. So I'm imagining um, they're going to be in Seattle. Yes, it, it is. It is in Seattle. So, uh, so if you think the Astros are going to win the world series, you could still get them at plus two fifty. Plus two fifty. Chances are now that they're up two zero, chances are they're going to win the series against Seattle. Let's be honest. That's true. Right? Yeah. So, uh, so plus two fifty. If you feel that the Astros are going to be able to defeat the Yankees and represent uh, the American League in the World Series, plus two fifty. Not bad. Bet not bad odds there at all. Uh, tomorrow we've got two games uh, that that I'm going to uh, share with you in regard to what I have money down on. Uh, let's start with a game that I do not have money down on, and that's the Braves and the Phillies. 
So that series is all tied up right now. 1-1, the Braves and the Phillies. They play tomorrow around 4.30 p.m. Um, you've got uh, Nola, Aaron Nola, who's going to be representing, who's going to be on the bump for the Phillies. Atlanta has not disclosed who's going to be pitching for them. Don't you think that's kind of odd, Tyler, that you know we're, we're at you know this time in the evening, my time in the early morning, and we still don't know who's pitching for the Atlanta Braves? I think it's going to be Spencer Strider. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they did mention that he's active, that he's on the active roster for this uh, division series. They just extended him to a contract. He has been nothing but electric. Yep. Um, his strikeout, you know, swing and miss potential is off the charts for somebody of his age. And I think as a manager, as an organization, you can confidently put him on the mound no matter what the situation is. I think it's going to be Spencer Strider. And if I'm, so- if I'm betting... With Spencer Strider on the mound, I'm taking the Braves because he's untouchable. He, he's been unbelievable. Him and Magic Mike. Yep. Ever, l- listen, ever since they called him and, and Magic Mike up, this team, the Atlanta Braves, have been the best team in Major League Baseball since the trade deadline. And they know it. They extended both of them because mm-hmm. they know. Yeah, they've been really unbelievable. So if you feel that the Atlanta Braves are going to win uh, game three, then uh, chances are, obviously, uh, they win the series, and you could still get them to win and represent the National League at five to one. Those are their odds right now at five to one. All right. So, what am I playing tomorrow? The Yankees were supposed to play tonight. Rainy, uh, just disgusting weather here in New York. So, uh, so that game was postponed. So the Yankees do take on the Cleveland Guardians tomorrow at 1.07 p.m. Eastern time at Yankee Stadium. How am I playing this? I'm playing the Yankees on the money line. Why? Nasty Nestor. He's just too good against Cleveland. Um, His last two starts against the Guardians, he only gave up one hit combined. Cleveland has struggled against left-handed pitchers. uh, Four runs against left-handed pitchers in their last three games. And oh, by the way, they did beat the Rays, of course, in that series but they only were able to put up two runs against left-handed pitchers that they faced in that Rays series. Just FYI. So uh, I really, I, I, I feel very strongly, I do like the Yankees on the money line here uh, this, uh, this coming, this, and, and you can get that at minus 140. So what does that mean? You're laying $140 down to win $100. Uh, Tyler, your thoughts? <sighs> Ooh, it sounds to me like you're on the other side. No, it's t- you can't bet against the Yankees. I I don't like. I'm not a Yankees fan. Listen, be, uh, how about this? How about this? I also I I have a lean towards the under under six runs with Bieber because yes. it's Bieber and Cortez. Yes, is is that is that is that a is that a better play for you? Yeah, I think I think the final score will be three to two. Hmm. So yes, I think I think betting under six is a safe bet. I think. Uh, I think you're going to get dominant Shane Bieber, the same Shane Bieber you got when he played, uh, you know, the first round of the playoffs. I think Nestor Cortez has now introduced a hitch in his windup that has made him that much more untouchable. I think both of these teams are going to struggle offensively. I think taking under six is, I would argue, almost a certainty at this point. Okay. But I'm not betting betting on the Yankees. I won't do it. Is it because you just, you have... You just don't like the Yankees? My allegiances is that- lie elsewhere. 
Okay. I have no allegiance. I just, um, I, I just, I want to help people win some money. Good. So yeah, I'm going to be, true. I'm going to be playing the Yankees on the money line. And, and I, and I have a small lean towards the under at six. And obviously Tyler has a very strong lean on the under at six. Uh, last but not least, let's talk about this, uh, this Dodgers team. Uh, they play uh, at 8.37 p.m. Eastern time against the Padres. Um, don't mean to disappoint, but I do like the Padres on the run line. Um, I like it a lot. Uh, you know, you've got some question marks in regard to the starting pitcher and the health-wise for the Dodgers. Uh, meanwhile, Blake Snell, listen, here's the thing. I, I know this Padres team because of the series against the Mets. Man, Blake Snell has looked great outstanding um in against the Dodgers in late September he shut them out um and he's just looked really great as of late he looked fantastic against the Mets so I just starting pitching wise I just I don't I don't I don't know if if the Dodgers are going to be able to go to the, the distance I do believe that Blake Snell will and and I just think he's so on point right now so based on starting pitching, I'm going to take the Padres on the run line. So they're obviously they're getting plus one and a half. Thoughts? I think you just upset a lot of Dodger fans. I'm sorry. Hey, listen, I'm taking them on the run line. It doesn't mean they're going to win outright. That's true. The right? optimist. Very true. I think <laughs> I think at home in in San Diego with Snell on the mound, you've got a, a what will most likely be a bullpen game for the Dodgers, although they won't admit it. I think Tyler Anderson has been good. I don't think Tyler Anderson is playoff proven. I think it's a different beast. I think he's going to get a rude awakening in his first playoff appearance in San Diego against the Padres with Snell on the mound. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the run line is probably the safest bet. Uh, especially if you don't want to completely destroy your Dodgers fan base. Um, the the series is uh, is tied up at one, and uh, if you do so choose to bet the the Dodgers to win the World Series, uh, they are still favored at plus three ten. So what does that mean? You're laying a hundred dollars down to win three hundred and ten dollars. Uh, again, you're listening to Bet LA here on ten seven ten ESPN LA. We come back, Fat Jack, professional handicapper, will be joining us. Uh, we'll talk NFL. We'll talk college. What is his play for, uh, for, for of course, um, USC? So uh, we'll find out, you know, what, uh, where, where his money is rolling, of course. Welcome back to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. I'm Anita Marks. Joining us is Fat Jack. I'm getting more and more comfortable calling you that, by the way. <laughs> well, you know, it's okay. Admitting it's the first step to recovery, right? I mean, it's like... Wasn't, wasn't comfortable. Just, wasn't comfortable at first. Yeah, <laughs> I know that. It takes some time. If you knew me, you would realize that nothing means... I, you can't offend me. It's really, really difficult to offend me. So uh, calling me Fat Jack is, is absolutely okay. I've been going by that for 27 years. So we're, we're certainly yeah. fine at this point. And I'm assuming you, you, uh, like, you appointed yourself that. I can't imagine yeah, that there's I, I anyone on the planet that would be like, hey, you should be called Fat Jack. No, I, you know, I, a funny story. I used to run races in the parking lot of a restaurant back in college <laughs> on foot. I would, at halftime of the Monday Night Football game, you would get to go out and pick why you were the person that should race me for $500 gift certificates to the restaurant. I got one inch per pound head start that I outweighed you by, maximum of three feet. 
Um, I lost one time in three years. Um, I was really, really fat back in the day. For a 350-pound guy, you don't realize how fast you need to be if you're racing the guy and you're giving him three feet head start in a parking lot at half-tribe football game. It's called the Fat Jack Futurity Dash for Cash. It started there. Then I started gambling pretty well, and it, it, it carried over. So it's worked for 27 years. I'm certainly not changing now. No, I, w- I wouldn't either. This is the first time I'm hearing this story. I'm intrigued. I would have, I would have, com- I would have like tried to challenge you for sure. Lots of people did, and the only guy that beat me was a defensive, a redshirt defensive back from Missouri. I was very, very fast back in the day, and he's sneaky quick for a 300 pound guy. Well, I ran a five one three forty. Yeah, you, just... you would have lost. I actually, I'd have been drawing off at that point. Back when I, back when <laughs> I, 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 could, I was a five foot. I was recruited by Texas by a bunch of D, second tier D ones at a high school. I was running a four nine five at at two hundred eighty five pounds. By the time wow. I got to college, I was about a five foot or five or five flat five one somewhere in that range. But in a parking lot, guys drinking the first half of the game, it's hard to make up those three feet. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. Anyway, Fat Jack, professional handicapper, absolute stud, joins us here on on Bet LA to break down some of these games. And let's start here in our own backyard as the Rams are getting ready to take on the Carolina Panthers with a new head coach, a new regime, um, new life, apparently. The Rams favored by 10. The over-under is at 41 and a half. How are you playing this bad boy? Yeah, Carolina has a backup quarterback going. I hate it that Rule got fired because we really had a nice trend with him. If you could find the teams that could score more than 16 points, you were probably going to be able to, to win betting uh, against Carolina because they were 1-27 against the spread when they gave up more than 16 points. 10-0 and against the spread under that. But now that he's gone, they have a backup quarterback. The Rams have been to- a total enigma, just really hard to figure out. Nothing consistent. There's been a few teams like that out on the West Coast. Arizona certainly one that at times looks good, other times looks lost. But against the second-tier, second-string quarterback, uh, the fact that the Rams are at home, I just think there's no way that Carolina stays in the number. And we also have that trend. Double-digit favorites in the NFL over the last seven years cover almost 60% of the time. And so we're getting a 6 out of 10 kind of subset them getting, uh, giving double digits. So I'll go ahead and play the Rams and lay the points. Okay. Um, you know, not, not going to be mad at you. I understand, you know, a lot of turmoil, a lot of change, a lot of, um, getting used to for that Carolina Panthers team. Um, keeping it in our own backyard here, the chargers Monday night, bright lights, big stage, Justin Herbert minus four and a half favored over under 45 and a half against the very surprisingly, um, anemic, Denver Broncos team. How are you playing this one? Yeah, totally lost, right? I mean, Denver looks so bad. And by the way, the recency bias in October, guys out there that are thinking about playing, be real careful about looking at what you saw last week. That typically will get you in a lot of trouble. And I know I just gave the Rams out, and Carolina looks totally lost. So, But it is one of those things you've got to be real careful what you just saw last week. This one is an interesting one. Again, the Chargers have been really good against the number. I mean, they're a team that's been covering – you know, more times than not, but a little inconsistent and a little banged up. I don't know how you play Denver, though. I, I, Vegas thinks Denver covers this number, for sure. The numbers are below a touchdown. They're giving you every reason in the world to play the Chargers. Also, it's a tease-down number that under six people get those teasers going. Uh, those are typically invitations to play the perceived better team. So I would be very, very – by the way, it's a single game. Under the total have been great 
on the single uh, Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night games. They're now uh, 12 and four against the spread to the under. Uh, so more times than not, by a long shot, they've been going under. I don't know how you play over with Denver either. So I would definitely lean toward the under first. After that, it's buyer beware on those single games when you're playing favorites. That try, they, everybody knows in Vegas they're trying to make up for a bad weekend, that average player. So you're typically not going to get value playing the perceived better team. So just a small lead toward Denver plus the points, but definitely the better plays on the under. So uh, if, if you don't mind, because, you know, we, we are talking to an audience here in, in Los Angeles that, um, you know, doesn't necessarily, um, uh, you know, maybe some folks that are listening that aren't like savvy gamblers. I, I'm someone like I won't tease anything that's below six and a half. Do you subscribe to that? So, like, would you tease the, the Chargers at four and a half? I don't tease anything. I, I don't. I don't think it's a good. But I, the general public does. They love doing that. They love taking favorites and get them in a position where all they have to do is win. It makes them feel comfortable to be able to tease down six, six and a half points or less and get a team that is perceived to be better, and all they have to do is win the game. Uh, over the course of, of the NFL, especially this year, with underdogs being 46-30-3 and three against the spread, it's a horrible s- subscription to trying to make money because the underdogs have outperformed favorites at the, the highest rate since 2010. So it, you, you just because you're getting you know, a, fa- a favorite like that doesn't mean they're going to win, even if you can tease them down to being a pick. But that's what the general public does. So these, these numbers that are below a touchdown – especially when they're single games. We're not talking about a, you know, a noon, or noon central or 1 p.m. Eastern uh, that's, that's competing against another, other, a lot of other games for people's money. This is a single game. Everybody's playing catch-up. they got to figure out a way to win, and that's, that's a real popular way that guys will go about it or tease a Monday night game. So, so one of my favorite teasers, right, two-team. I typically don't do more than two-two, two-team. Two-team, six-point teaser. I, I do like teasing the Eagles down to a half. And teasing uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks down to to minus two against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tom Brady is just ridiculous against the Steelers in his career. Um, so, so would you would you not would you talk me off that ledge? I mean, I don't hate either one of. Them. I would tell you that one of those two games, I'm not sure that the points are going to matter. Um, I, I absolutely see the Tampa play for sure because you get down close to a pick. Pittsburgh has been really the only the the other side of that is Pittsburgh over Mike Tomlin's career 49 28 and four against the spread. Now you look recency bias; they just got their doors blown off by Buffalo. It's hard to like a lot about what you see, but the reality is over Tomlin's career, he he covers numbers at about a 64 percent rate when you give him points, and he wins almost 50 percent of those games. He is about three games under 500 when he's an underdog. So. That would be the, the devil's advocate to that, um, that if, if Tampa doesn't, if, you know, Tom, Tom Brady is still fighting with Giselle, they don't score the football. <laughs> the defense you know is going to show up, but he's got things going on. His kids have got soccer. I don't know what's going on inside Tom Brady's head right now, but if he is dealing with any of that, I could see the offense underperforming. It's hard to, to slice their defense. It's really, really good. But if it underperforms, I could see some of these New England, New England-Pittsburgh type, you know, the muddy up low-scoring games kind of catching up with, with Tampa. Um, but that's the one that I would definitely look to tease if I was you. The other one, I mean, I think one of those two games, the points probably don't matter, though. So, to me, teasers are 
just a, a comfort, a safety blanket before kickoff. But the reality is, is that all those parlays and teasers are set up to, be, to give the house an advantage more than just team A versus team B. So is is that part of your handicapping that 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 Tom, the, the whole Tom Brady Giselle saga? I have two boats in Florida right now, in Tampa, actually in Bel Air Beach, and I have got everybody. I, I have guys that play at the same country club that he goes to down there, and I talk to them weekly trying to figure out how flared up that relationship actually is. I know that he spent a lot of time with his kids. They've been fishing, like, literally right after the game. The evening games aren't even over. He's doing a lot of that single parenting type stuff that's going on at the house he's living at. But I, any, any edge I can get, I'm going to take it. But I, I haven't, to this point, I haven't figured out exactly how deep that, that wound is that's going on down there with their relationship. And by the Listen, way, I wish that, them all the best. I'm not pulling for divorce. I'm just, I just trying to figure out what's actually going on. That's, that's some, that's some deep handicapping. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty impressed, Fat Jack. That's some deep handicapping. Uh, let, let's turn our attention to what's going on in college. And again, let's keep in our own backyard here on, uh, on ESPN, uh, seven ten, LA, uh, USC going up against Utah, right? So, uh, USC yeah. is favored. By three, I'm sorry, USC is, is a dog getting three, three and a half. I, I feel like the wrong team's favored here. I don't, understand, I don't understand this. Utah lost to Florida in week one. They got manhandled by UCLA last week. And USC's getting points? Explain this to me, please. Yeah, Anita, I will tell you, they, these type of games happen every single year in October where you get teams that are undefeated, going to play teams that have been beaten not once but twice, and they're an underdog, and they're head scratchers. There's about four or five games this week that you look at the line, and at first glance, you're like, what in the world's going on there? Kansas getting uh, nine points from Oklahoma that looked horrible against Texas. Alabama uh, giving seven to Tennessee. Tennessee certainly looks capable in that game. Uh, Oklahoma State getting points, higher-ranked team against TCU. So there's a few of them. Here's the problem if you're a USC fan. There have been 15 times that undefeated teams have gone and received points from a team that has lost on the road. Of those, those teams are 2 and 13 straight up, and that's over the last 10 years or so. So in this exact spot, sorry, 3 and 12, 3 and 12, 15 times where a 6-0 team or better was an underdog to a team with at least two losses. And of those 15 times, the team that was undefeated is 3 and 12 straight up. So this sometimes Vegas leads you where you need to be. Here's the reality. Lincoln Riley's offense with more tape and more film under the, the uh, USC, the defenses are getting better at getting stops. We've seen that the last couple of weeks with USC. They're not the team that went out the first couple of weeks and was scoring 50 points. They averaged 50 points a game the first three. They've been down in the 20s the last couple of games. Utah, is a, they are very battle-tested. They're, they've had a really tough, difficult schedule, and they're at home. Utah at home is very, very good. So that's why, and a lot of times in this spot, as I said, almost 80% of the time, the undefeated team getting points loses in this exact spot. So be real, real careful if you're a USC grad, you want to go head over to Vegas and bet a bunch of money on on your Trojans because this is a really, really bad spot for them. Interesting. Uh, Before we let you go, NBA season's about to kick off. Uh, You've got uh, Westbrook not even willing to make eye contact with his teammates. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I, really uh, unbelievable. Any any futures bets for the Lakers or the Clippers as we get closer to yeah, uh, you, to, to tip off? If you could find a line that 
um, Beverly, LeBron James, and Westbrook will end up in a cage match at some point during the first part of the season. <laughs> that might be the play. You right? probably get that 20 to 1 that they actually would show up in the cage. This thing has gotten really dysfunctional really quick. I mean, it's not even close right now. With all that being said, I don't know how the Lakers get over 44 and a half. And it has a lot more to do with LeBron James being 38, them having injury issues with their stars, even when they are getting along. So I'm not pulling again. I, I like the Lakers. I think the league's better when the Lakers are good. But I'm, I think there's going to we're seeing some dysfunction here. If this team, I, I've heard that they they're going to give this about 10 games or so. It needs to work itself out, or they're going to make a move. So um, things need to work out sooner than later. But even if they do, I, it worries me that their stars are a little older. LeBron James is 38, and, and he did not play a ton of games last year. So I would probably lean under the 44 and a half. Um, you rock. We so appreciate you joining us each and every week. Um, if you can, please share with our listeners, how can they find you? Where, they, where can they get some more of your plays? All that good stuff. Yeah, certainly follow me on, on Twitter and Instagram at, at FatJackSports. We give away free winners there all the time. Um, also, go to FatJackSports.com. Everybody gets exactly the same plays. I'm in Vegas right now betting these games, and those plays are then texted, emailed to you for everybody to, to win with me. When you win, I win. When you lose, I lose. And then those games are posted and documented under the results tab on the website. 149, everything through Monday through Halloween. It's only 299. The UFC was 5-1 the last time out. Those plays go again tomorrow. Go to FatJackSports.com. See what consistent winning selections will do for your bottom line. Fantastic. Always great having you on. Uh, good luck this weekend. Go get him, Anita. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> you got it. Fat Jack joining us here on Bet LA 710 ESPN LA. Phone lines are open 877-710-3776. Do you have a play in the USC game? How confident are you that they will beat Utah? I feel the, the wrong team's favored. Obviously, Fat Jack disagrees with me. What do you think here on Bet LA 710 ESPN LA? Ah, oh, good song. Some people call me Mecca Love. Um, little Steve Miller for you. This is one of those albums you, you just you you put in and you just you just push play. You don't even you have to. There's no there's no there's no skipping a song here or there. Uh, Anita Marks with you. It is Bet LA here on seven ten ESPN LA. Phone lines are open eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. We're gonna do a deep dive coming up in our next hour. Uh, we're going to hear from uh, David Newton, who uh, who covers the Carolina Panthers. We'll do a deep dive into the Carolina Panthers-Rams game, as well as Jeff Legwald, who's going to be joining us at the top of the hour, um, coming your way here at uh, – to, to, he covers the Denver Broncos. To find out what's the latest with them is, is, of course, we know that's the Monday night game against the Chargers. But we just heard from Fat Jack, professional handicapper, here on 98.7 ESPN. I want to take a look at some of the futures bets uh, before we take a break. Uh, and, and of course we'll hear from Jeff Legwald at the, at the top of the next hour, but, um, just to kind of give you an idea, some futures bets out there, uh, that if you want to make pertaining to the NFL, so teams that are five and O and, um, you know, there, there's only one team that's five and O and of course that's the Philadelphia Eagles, um, and their chances of making it to the playoffs, 89.8%. But, you know, the, the odds, you're gonna, you're, you have to lay, uh, you know, $800 to $100. You know, hopefully, if you've been listening to the show since the get-go, um, at one point in time, uh, the, the Eagles to make it to the playoffs was plus money, plus 180. 
And I was telling folks, get on them right now. Uh, this roster is just ridiculous. Uh, at this point, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's just, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot that you're going to have to invest and you're not going to get the bang for your buck. You're not going to, you know, there's, there's better things you could do with your money than invest in the Eagles making it to the playoffs with as much money as you have to lay down in order to win. But, but I just want to share that with you that uh, at five and zero, oh, the Eagles have a, a close to a 90% chance of making it to the playoffs. I do believe the Eagles are going to win the division, by the way. Um, you've got the Dallas Cowboys and the giants that are four and one, but I think that's smoke and mirrors. Uh, just my, my opinion. Uh, we talked about Dallas earlier, who have they won and they're rolling with Cooper rush, who I just think offensively, they're not going to have enough firepower to keep up with the Eagles uh, this coming week. As for the giants, uh, it's really, it's, it's been unbelievable to me how they've been able to do it. Uh, and they, they go up against the Ravens, uh, this week, which will be interesting. Um, so both again, the Dallas Cowboys and the giants are at four and one teams that are four and one, like the bills, Kansas city, Dallas, the giants, the Vikings, um, have a 77.5% chance of making it to the postseason. 77.5% chance of making it to the season. So if you feel that the Giants are going to continue to work their magic, um, you could wager that they're going to make it to the playoffs and you get that at plus 105. I just I don't I don't think those are good enough in my opinion. I don't think those are good enough odds for me to lay money down uh, that the Giants are going to make it to the playoffs. I I still have my reservations. Um. I just do. Uh, Dallas sitting at four and one again, seventy seven point five percent chance they're going to make it to the playoffs. I don't believe Dallas is going to make it to the playoffs. I think as the season progresses, Dak Prescott gets back under center. I think that they're going to have some issues. So I'm actually going to play that the Dallas Cowboys are not going to make it to the postseason at plus 350. I just think the NFC is too competitive. Um, so, so that's how I'm playing that. Teams that are sitting at 3-2 and two have a 49% chance of making it to the playoffs. A 49% chance. So what are the teams that are sitting at three and two? The Jets. Whoa. Um, And you could wager that they're going to make it to the playoffs at five to one. Five to one. I'm not laying that either. Miami, the Ravens, Tennessee, the Chargers, Green Bay, uh, San Francisco. Um, Also, you've got the Bucs. Now you could wager that the Bucs are not going to make it to the postseason at six to one. And I know you're sitting back and going, but Anita, why, why would you do that? Why would you? It's Tom Brady. Um, I just don't think this Bucks team is very good. Now, listen, I, and, and I do believe that they're going to win this week. If they're going to Pittsburgh. Tom Brady owns the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and they're going up against, of course, Kenny Pickett, rookie quarterback. Do you know the only rookie quarterback, or I should say the last rookie quarterback that beat Tom Brady was Ben Roethlisberger? And this week now, the Bucs with Tom Brady go to the Pittsburgh Steelers and take on Kenny Pickett. Very interesting. Anyway, so those are some of the futures bets that are out there. Again, 5-0, and the Eagles, the only team, 89% chance of making it to the playoffs. If the team is 4-1, and they have a 77.5% chance of making it to the playoffs. If they are 3-2, and they have a 49% chance of making it to the playoffs. And for those teams out there that are 2-3, 22 percent chance 
of making it to the playoffs. Quick break. We come back. Jeff Legwald joins us here on 710 ESPN LA to give us an inside scoop on what's going on with the Denver Broncos as they get ready to take on the Chargers on Monday Night Football. Before we do take a break, just want to remind you, Tiza Energy Pouches. That's right. Uh, it's more important than ever to stay focused and feel energetic. So I want to tell you about something that will help. And of course, it's Tiza Energy Pouches. Tiza Pouches are a new and exciting product made with herbal tea, vitamins, and caffeine. Um, it's uh, it's a small pouch, and what you do, you place it between your cheek and your gum for lasting energy um, or relaxation and great focus. Contains no calories, no sugar, no nicotine, no tobacco. Comes in seven fantastic flavors. My favorite is tropical for lasting energy. Uh, and also, uh, there's four chill flavors for focused relaxation. Uh, they even help you uh, kill cravings, snack foods, smoking, and much more. Again, it is Tiza Energy Pouches. Visit visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy today. <laughs> 